Kumar Tuli of Kolkata builds more than 50,000 idols every year. And just imagine if an idol maker grows too emotional and builds a Durga idol with 18 hands instead of 10, what happens? Well, why hands? If the facial feature of Saraswati is crafted identical to some of his old flame back in the village, what happens? Or maybe if he creates an Ashura resembling Hitler, what happens? By Hitler, considering he is expressing himself, he may build an Ashura looking like some political leader he hates. Will such kind of idol be worshipped? I guess the answer would be a resounding no. Because idols are community affairs. The idol making is guided by rules and protocols of reasonably strict order. Age-old tradition and values are ingrained into such guidelines. God is the unmanifested in Hindu worldview. If unmanifested, how come God may appear identical to people around us in our lives? We cannot imagine what we do not know, what we have not seen. This is why the gods are made almost human in their appearance. It is a compromise between what we can visualize and what we wish to depict, that is the unmanifested. Walking a tight rope, the idol makers have to follow a strict set of guidelines. And this renders the age-old question faced by a Bengali man or woman since childhood pointless. The famous cliched question is, how many idols did you see? <laughs> of course, a Bengali will reply counting in a challenging spirit. One, two, three, four. <laughs> and the fact is, all of the idols are more or less identical. Just the way the ancient Westerners made the sculptures for portrait of individuals. To avoid risking a deformation, they strictly avoided any expression on the faces. To ensure that all images or statues conformed to the classical sense of beauty, they ended up making all faces identical. Often the real person looked radically different from the portrait or the sculpture. We have discussed this irony in detail in earlier episodes in Western art. same thing happens to the idols of kumar tuli now don't you think that such idol making does not allow any room for the artist to exercise his or her own whim own fancy they must follow a style accepted by the public for centuries it cannot be expression of the artist right The idol maker would not be able to leave much of his or her signature behind, no? It is like the factory workers filing out through the gate of a large company at the end of the shift. Thanks to their uniform, they look identical. None of them stand out as an individual. If any style is involved, it is the style of the company they work for, not that of the workmen walking out of the gate. Now, would you call an idol to be a piece of art and the idol maker an artist? 
clearly they do not express themselves they are not allowed to but they work on machine like precision with extraordinary level of skill does skill alone qualify for being an artist in today's context the answer is no skill is the domain of the machine skill is acquired by repeating an action a thousand times in identical manner and indeed automation can overpower human skill it is no brainer to draw that inference right therefore i guess you will agree that idol making does not equal to art making if so then let us give some serious attention to the large body of murals across india since the days of ajanta caves through more than a thousand years across entire south and west of india amazing development happened in temple architecture and in several such temples beautiful murals never failed to surprise the visitors from across the globe but what did they depict on the walls on first place after ajanta what is worth mention is the kailashanath temple of kanchipuram It was commissioned by King Mahendra Bharman's great-grandson Narasimha Bharman. Now, Mahendra Bharman had enjoyed various titles. One of them was Chitrakar Puli. Chitrakar Puli means supposedly tiger of painting. Of course, historical records claim that he was interested in various forms of art and architecture. His painting is supposedly found on the ceiling of some of the temples in South India. But is it not ironical that uh, no other artist is much heard of during the entire 1500 years since 200 BC but the king? <laughs> At this point I feel like referring what EI Gombrich said about art in the west. He said there is nothing called art it's only arts in the west and as far as india is concerned until the britishers came it is only art but no artist now coming back to the title of the king mahendra varman as chitrakar puli that is tiger of painting i have some apprehension and it somehow reminds me of an incident during my corporate days I once worked for an Indian engineering multinational. The CMD, the founder's son, was the overall boss naturally. It was almost half a billion dollar worth of company. Now, this extraordinarily fat CMD loved cricket. In the company premises, there was a massive playground. There was a beautiful pitch also so that cricket could be played in a professional manner. But when the CMD stepped into the pitch swinging his bat around every player used to tremble in mortal fear why because in case if he missed a ball or if he fell while running due to his spectacular tummy that preceded him with considerable distance someone or the other will be blamed however once it happened so that the CMD hit the ball very hard with a grimace of mike tyson the ball went up like a happy go lucky diwali rocket misfired and 
soon came down right into the loving palm of a poor clerk in the company whose job was to take notes for minutes of meetings in which minutes were kept and hours were lost the clerk had no idea what he did until he was holding the damned ball tight in his palm but as the realization dawned the clerk threw the ball away in panic as if he was clutching a chunk of red hot coal next he rushed to the cmd and prostrated himself on the ground in teary eyes repeatedly begging for mercy <laughs> well you can imagine why the cmd could not suffer the predicament of being caught out by even the ceo of a group company let alone a clerk it was a blasphemy after all the cmd was the sachin tendulkar of the company how dare anybody could dislodge him from his crease i can imagine such circumstances at the court of the king mahendra varman of pallava dynasty in 7th century hence he must have assumed the title of the tiger in painting chitrakar puli anyhow his great grandson or himself was indeed a lover of temple architecture and painting no denying of that but what was painted on the walls really well it was shiva shiva and shiva of course at times the royals and the kings appeared too the same tradition repeated through several other kingdoms like pandya as well as chola no name of any artist figures anywhere the kings were mostly devotees of shiva and hence it was only shiva who appeared in this setting or that It is a classic example of so-called art surviving for the sake of living. It is obvious that the artists got paid for following the existing painting style and for their labor. The kings and royals paid for them. What was their own religion or faith? We have no idea. Neither do anybody care. just like the curious fact that at martuli in kolkata there are several muslim artisans their faith is unlikely to be centered around durga or kartik or ganesh as for the styles of pallava chola or pandya murals i have little to say because most paintings did not survive this long we get just a general idea of what was painted however the figures are definitely not of comparable sophistication of those of ajanta after that we can look at vijayanagara temples undoubtedly vijayanagara paintings thanks to their later date of creation survive better but then again we find the following consistency right through the entire body of works more or less all faces are painted in profile they remind us of the egyptian style where every body part used to be painted from the most characteristic angle to avoid confusion and complexity at times they did paint the faces from front but evidently such skill was at a very elementary level due to some kind of strict protocol in style of depiction all faces appear identical just like the ancient western style of portraiture This is what rules do to art. It helps in mass production of commodities, not in creation of art. The purpose of each painting is religious narrative, but nothing else. 
of course beautification was a goal no doubt but to attain that artists for sure did not enjoy any freedom similar characteristic follow in more or less all murals across india after ajanta now the question is should we call them art if we do not call the idols of kumar tuli to be art pieces then we should not call this art either these images served simple religious purpose but nothing else those were not expressions of artists in any way hardly any landscape is depicted either can you imagine an artist not wanting to paint a mountain a river a hut or a meadow or a forest I do not think any artist ever skipped painting those in their lifetime impossible nature has always been the source of spirit for any artist but in these cases paintings were funded by the kings and hence artisans painted what the kings wanted of course i cannot deny the handicap that paper with all probability was not yet in easy access of artists in india until late into islamic rule hence painting for personal satisfaction was virtually not possible all said and done indian murals are ultimate testimony to the irony that art survived through generations just because somebody out there could paint a mango like a mango somebody out there enjoyed the skill of drawing images following a set of rules and guidelines and let us say some kind of sop standard operating procedure this is why art survived through millennium not because of any higher order of spirit and value the game changers like in the west did appear in indian art scenario too but for them we have to wait a little more let us look at another great tradition of art running parallel to the murals through ages that is folk art and tribal art In the next episode we shall explore the spirit of the primitive artistic traditions of India. Undoubtedly there are a lot more questions than answers hidden in such traditions. So wait until we enter the enigmatic world of tribal art in my next episode.